You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking with Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the fan side of network. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Happy weekend, everybody. Happy Timberwolves game day. Today is Sunday. The Wolves play the Orlando Magic this evening. Today's podcast is a little bit of a combo between a post-game pod from Friday night's loss to the Miami Heat and also previewing the matchup against the tanking Orlando Magic on Sunday evening. So covering a couple things here today, we'll keep it pretty brief, but basically just kind of wanted to wrap up um, the weekend slash preview the start of the first um, or the first part of the upcoming week. So um, that's what we're going to cover today. We'll do some really quick takeaways from the Heat game, quick individual studs and duds, and then look at Wolf's Magic and what's ahead this week, the reverse tanking standings, all that good stuff that we've got to check in on. Um, so that'll be the show today. And uh, and then uh, we'll get the week started off with the postgame pod on Monday from Wolf's Magic on Sunday night. Um, a, a quick reminder here off the top, though, that you can follow the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes Google, Spotify, the all-new Odyssey app, um, as well as Apple, although I believe we're still having some issues with the feed on Apple, um, and we're not alone in that. So if you can't find it on Apple, find it somewhere else. Um, the all-new Odyssey app is A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. You can also follow on Twitter at LockedOnTWolves and at B-Beacon. It's B-Beacon, two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. Okay, so Wolves heat on Friday night. Of course, Minnesota beat Miami just a few weeks ago. It was like three weeks prior. And uh, Jimmy Butler played in that game. The Wolves were relatively healthy. And and the Wolves just kind of beat the heat almost wire to wire in that game. Um, This time around, it was was not that. It was still competitive, though. It's not like the Wolves got blown out of the water. Um, The game actually started. It was all Minnesota early in the game. Um, the Wolves starter were really good. Rubio and, and D'Angelo Russell were both fantastic early in this game and were kind of leading the Wolves offense. But then they were fairly quiet. Each Both of them were really after the first quarter. Um, as soon as Carl Anthony Towns went to the bench for his rest early in this game, the Wolves had major problems. And while Minnesota was up by four at the end of the first quarter, they had a double digit lead for a good chunk of the first quarter. And then Miami went on an 18 to three run that spanned the end of the first, first part of the second quarter. Miami was, was plus nine in the second quarter and ended up taking a five point lead to halftime, but it, they actually took greater control of the game midway through the second. And it was the wolves bench that really struggled. And, um, once the wolf starters came back into the game after a rest in the second quarter, things stabilized a little bit, but basically the minutes with the, you know, kind of Jordan McLaughlin, Josh Kogi, Nas Reed, Wancho minutes, Jalen Noel actually was in the rotation in this game. Those did not go well. Um, I should note, Jade McDaniels missed the game due to personal reasons. I believe he was attending a funeral. And so Jared Vanderbilt started. Akogi went back to the bench. And the Timberwolves started both Rubio and Russell. So D'Lo had started the other day and, and was basically the Wolves had flipped Russell and Rubio. But in this game, Minnesota decided to put Akogi back on the bench and keep Rubio and Russell both in the starting lineup. It did not work for the bench unit. And I'm curious to see what this looks like on Sunday night against the Magic, if it's something that... Coach Chris Finch sticks with or not. Um, now, the starting lineup was fantastic. I mean, uh, four of the five players in the starting lineup had a positive plus minus in a game that the Wolves lost by nine. Um, and the only one that didn't was Anthony Edwards, and he was a minus one. Everybody on the bench was a minus six or worse. And uh, that's, you know, single game 
individual game, individual player plus minus is not, I'll often talk about this. It, there's a lot of noise to it, right? But in this game, you if you didn't watch the game, you just looked at the box score, you'd be like, oh, the bench wasn't good. You'd be right. Uh, it, it was very accurate in this game. The bench really struggled and was almost kind of rudderless. Jordan McLaughlin had a, had a difficult game, uh, but it, it was not isolated to him. I mean, nobody made shots around him. Wancho had a miserable game. Uh, Jalen Noel was ineffective when he played. He only played seven minutes, but he was not not effective. Um, and to, to be fair to him, he hasn't played in several weeks, really. So um, I'm sure there's some rust there. But at any rate, the Wolves were down five at halftime, and the third quarter was the biggest issue. The Wolves didn't come out really ready after halftime, and Miami just... Um, made things difficult for the Wolves. They're a very good defensive team, obviously, with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and those guys uh, made things hard for the Timberwolves, and and Minnesota could not score. They only scored, between the second and third quarter, they scored 46 points, um, and which is, you know, not awful, but it's it's not great, especially when you give up 61 between the second and third quarter, which is what happened. And the Wolves hung around, and, and they were close enough in the fourth that it was, um, you know, it wasn't like a close late situation truly, but Minnesota was only down, uh, what, like, uh, let's see, they were down seven with about four minutes to play. And they just kind of hung in that range. They never got closer than seven down the stretch. Uh, it just kind of hung in that seven to 11 points from the midway point of the fourth quarter till the end of the game. And of course there's the moment at the end, the Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler back and forth, the double technicals, um, all that stuff. And I, I don't really have much to add to that. Anthony Edwards pretty aptly uh, covered it in his comments to the media about, um, you know, they're both grown men. If guys aren't talking trash, it's not competition. So there's really nothing else to say about that other than, of course, the Butler cat thing wasn't just going to disappear. That's kind of where, uh, I don't know, that's, it's always a thing, right? It's always going to be a thing. And we actually haven't seen them compete against each other on the court at the same time very much because of injuries. Jimmy Butler missed games last year. I think it was personal reasons, or maybe he had a, I think he was on paternity leave or something. And uh, so, you know, we haven't had that many Butler cat moments on the court together. And of course, Jimmy's going to talk trash. That's what he does. And, and, and props to cat for not standing or not uh, backing down. He said something about the Rachel Nichols and, or, uh, made a comment about Rachel Nichols, of course, who Jimmy Butler ran to to give the interview after the infamous practice back in 2018. Um, you know, all the it, it's it's all very entertaining, and it, and nobody nobody got hurt in that trash talk moment. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like if the Wolves are a better team next year, uh, which they should be. There's maybe some maybe that's something to watch more closely. Obviously, they're in different conferences, so they'll only play each other twice next season. But still, um, kind of added a fun element to things. Um, in terms of key takeaways from this game, I only really have a couple. Uh, one is the bench needs somebody that can provide some offense, and, and in theory, that could be Jalen Noel, but he was rusty. He only played seven minutes. But Jordan McLaughlin can you know he can knock down an open jumper he can score depending on matchups etc but he's not you can't rely on him to generate offense for the second unit Nas Reed's been great lately he was okay in this game he had six and six in 18 minutes but he's not going to do it by himself and if Wancho's having an off game basically a lineup of and this wasn't always who it was because uh Rubio played some minutes with them and and they the Wolves filtered through Edwards with the second unit Rubio with the second unit Russell with the second unit but a lineup that's basically your five bench guys, the McLaughlin, Noel, Akogi, Hernan Gomez, Reed, there's not a whole lot of generating offense there. There's guys that can score in, you know, in roles as cutters and in transition, et cetera, or spot up shooters in Wancho's case. But 
it really feels like somebody's got to be the straw that stirs the drink with that unit, whether it's uh, whether it's a Russell or, you know, and, and long-term, obviously, he's not the bench, the solution for the bench. I just think it was interesting that the Wolves moved him back to the starting lineup when they did. Um, but we'll see what happens on Sunday night. So the bench unit, the rotation is is interesting. Jared Vanderbilt was really good. We'll talk about him in studs and duds. Uh, but he started, and after having a big night on uh, on Wednesday um, in that game, in that loss, he had a, an even bigger game, played even more minutes on Friday. So we'll talk about him here in a minute. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see moving forward what this rotation looks like. Um, the Wolves actually rebounded the ball well in this game. They, they were plus four on the boards. They rebounded Miami, which was nice to see after a couple of rough games uh, following the jinx that I put on the Wolves by talking about how good they'd rebounded of late last week. And then they had a couple of stinkers in a row. But they out-rebounded the Heat in this one. The problem was really uh, was shooting. I mean, Minnesota was 27% outside the arc. Miami was 40.6%. Uh, Ant was two of nine on threes. Towns was two of six. Wancho is one of seven. The only Timberwolves player to shoot at above uh, 33% from outside the arc was D'Lo, who was four for seven. And remember, he just had a one for 11 game earlier in the week. So um, Minnesota's three-point shooting was not good, and that was a big issue in this one. Um, and I mean, that that's really it. This was just a case of Miami was a better defensive team. They were the better shooting team on this night and I guess on most nights. And the benches, you look at Miami's bench, I mean, Goran Dragic and Tyler Hero combined for uh, for 50 points, the two of them combined. They shot nine of 14 on threes. I mean, you're not going to win if your bench gets outscored it in that way. I mean, what, the Miami bench scored 57, Timberwolves bench scored 19 points. So 57 to 19 in bench points, um, which can also be misleading. I'm not suggesting, I want to be clear, I'm not suggesting D'Lo goes back to the bench full time. I just think the way that these guys are rotated through, um, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that to see what Finch does to to shore up the bench against Orlando and moving forward, the Wolves close here with some pretty difficult opponents too. So um, at any rate, next what I want to do is talk about individual studs and duds before we get into a preview of Wolves magic. And that will be uh, coming up here in just a little bit. First though, let's talk about our friends at Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company. And what you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's talk individual studs and duds from Wolves Heat on Friday night. Um, number one in this game for the Timberwolves has to be, well, I don't know that I want to put these in, in any particular order. I mean, certainly nobody from the bench is going to be a stud, right? Um, I think there's three guys we have to talk about. Um, I mentioned that Rubio and D'Lo really started the game well, and uh, that's true, but they both kind of disappeared throughout the game. Um, Anthony Edwards did not start the game well. He got some numbers in the second half uh, while the Wolves were fighting to come back and had a strong close to the game. 
Um, it, it's actually really hard to pinpoint anybody that had a fantastic game, but for sure, Jared Vanderbilt belongs on the list. He had eight points, 11 rebounds, five steals and two blocks in this game, pitched in an assist, four or five shooting. And we've noticed this when he's been in the rotation a little bit more of late. He's really comfortable in that dunker spot. The Wolves are using him more there. He's getting out on the perimeter and setting screens a lot less than he did earlier this season. Um, Vando, I mean, he was super active, had a couple of, he jumped passing lanes, got a couple of fast break buckets, uh, no turnovers for him, which is great too. And part of that is because of how the Wolves are using him. He's not setting screens. He's not handling the ball that much, although he's a good passer when he does. It's just on the perimeter, he's not a threat to score. And so uh, Minnesota's mostly using him along the baseline in kind of that dunker spot role. So eight, 11, five steals, two blocks for Vando, an assist, zero turnovers. He was a plus nine in 36 minutes. This is about the perfect Jared Vanderbilt game. Um, led the team in rebounding by far. Nobody else had more than six boards in this game. Um, another stud for me, Carlton Towns has to be one. I mean, 27 points, six rebounds, four assists. 8 of 16 shooting, so 50% from the floor. He was 9 of 11 at the line, got to the free throw line a little bit more. He did have four turnovers uh, along with his four assists, and he committed five fouls in this game. He was a plus 9 in 31 minutes. But the Wolves were lost without him on the court. Um, this is an instance where individual game plus minus probably doesn't tell the whole story in the other way, where, yeah, he was a plus 9. He had a good game. But the Wolves couldn't do anything without him on the court offensively. I mean, Miami was keyed in on slowing down Edwards, and while Edwards' final line looks good, he was had a really tough first half and the tone was kind of set with how Miami guarded him. Um, so, uh, I mean, Towns was a huge part of what, I mean, he always is, but the other night, well, well it was just on Wednesday, I think when Towns kind of struggled, uh, in that game at times and, and it almost felt like down the stretch, they didn't need to go back to him because Nas Reed was playing so well. And, and it sounds crazy, but it was that sort of a feeling. And then in the Miami game, it's like the Wolves were completely rudderless without him on the court. And uh, they absolutely needed him to play as much as possible. And he only played 31 minutes in this game um, in, in part due to the foul trouble. But he belongs on the stud list. The other one for me is going to be Ricky Rubio. Um, he had 16 points, nine assists, two steals, six of 12 shooting, one of four on three, three of four at the line. Uh, most of his damage was done early, but he helped build the Timberwolves initial lead. He was the team best plus 12 in the plus minus category. And, uh, you know, the nine to three assist to turnover ratio is big. Part of the reason he gets the nod over Anthony Edwards is, I mean, Ant had five turnovers to three assists in this game. He was two of nine on threes, um, and to his credit, was really good in the paint. I mean, he was, what, eight of 10 on two-point attempts in this game, but he only attempted three free throws. And Ant certainly doesn't get, I mean, he he was solid. He was fine. It was just the way that the game played out, um, His he wasn't quite as impactful in the game as his numbers might su- suggest, and uh, the Heat were keyed in on stopping him, and, and they really did for much of the game, even though he ended up with 25 on 19 shots, which I guess is in part a testament to how quickly he can score and and accumulate stats um, and put pressure on a defense. Um, In terms of duds, number one on that list is going to be Juancho Hernan Gomez, eight points, five rebounds, but he shot three of 11 in his 24 minutes on the court, one of seven outside the arc. So this is another game um, where he's really struggled from deep. We've seen that a lot from Juancho again recently after a really strong stretch of play. Um, Going back to earlier in the week, but he was two of six on Wednesday against Memphis and three of eight on Saturday against New Orleans. So he is, uh, what is that? Six of 21 over his past three games from outside the arc. Um, so tough game for Wancho. And again, the bench unit as a whole, and he was the guy who was mixed in with the starters most um, when Vando was on the bench. They they played some minutes with Wancho at the three and Vando at the four. And uh, it, 
I mean, those minutes were fairly effective. It was certainly more effective than the straight bench unit or or a mostly bench unit. But Wancho at the starters at the three in theory is a nice look. Uh, it just didn't quite work out for the Wolves in this one. Um, a second dud for me is is Jordan McLaughlin. He did have four assists and no turnovers, but in 15 minutes, he managed to be a minus 21. And just over two shooting, he did get a couple of made free throws, but it just didn't really feel like he was controlling the pace of the game in his 15 minutes. And, and his minutes have been uneven lately. And so, I mean, he just had a DNP the other night. And so that's a little bit understandable, but uh, it was a disappointing game for McLaughlin. And uh, so he gets the second dud in this game. Um, overall, I, I mean, this thing was, was just kind of, I don't know, you could kind of see it coming right after the Timberwolves jumped out early. It felt like Miami was getting control of the game and they did. And, and they, it was just kind of a professional victory for, uh, for Eric Spolster's team, a very professional team. Um, you know, still kind of trying to avoid that, that play in, uh, range, I guess in the Eastern conference. And they just kind of, they just kind of held on. I mean, they never put the wolves away. The wolves never really, uh, really seriously made a run. Um, to, to get back in this thing. They never got within two possessions in the fourth quarter. And it was, it was a fun game to watch. And certainly the Butler towns thing adds something to it, but um, with no Jade McDaniels and a relatively healthy heat team, this turned out about as you might expect. Um, So what I want to do next is look ahead to the game on, on Sunday. There's a lengthy injury report for the Orlando magic who at the moment are not terribly interested in winning games. Um, So we'll talk through a, a preview of that game. We haven't seen Orlando in a really long time. And uh, I think it'll be good to do a, a quick preview of of Magic Wolves. So we're, we're going to do that next. Um, first, before we get to that, though, let's talk about our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's now in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, but also the NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus and your first deposit. That's uh, the promo code is locked on. So promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And let's also talk about Built Bar. Uh, this is Mother's Day weekend, of course. So talk about a gift you could get your mother. Built Bar is is the right choice. There's nine delicious flavors to choose from. Coconut is the one I had yesterday. Uh, that's one of the nine, of course. Mint brownie, raspberry, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Um, of that group right now, I'm feeling coconut, but I mean, I'll tell you, I've, I like every single one that I've tried. Um, if you haven't tried, you can try all of them. You can get a mixed box. You can get two of each of the nine flavors. So 18 total bars, two of each of the nine flavors. That's probably the way to go. If you haven't tried all of them yet, most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories. They all are low in sugar and low in carbs as well. Order today, get your favorite flavor, get that mixed box, whatever you like. Um, if you don't know what to get your mom for Mother's Day, uh, you know you can order it today. It still counts as a Mother's Day gift. Most moms I know love Built Bars. Send her a box. You're sure to be her favorite at least for a while or at least until you get her the next box of Built Bars. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, uh, let's talk Wolves Magic. So Orlando they're tanking. They have a long injury list. At the same time, they've actually won a couple of games recently. They beat Cleveland, uh, you know, not not a, a huge task. They beat Memphis, which is 
certainly more difficult. The Wolves just lost the Grizzlies on Wednesday and were swept in the season series by Memphis. And then they beat Detroit, also not very difficult. Since then, they've lost uh, by they lost by 38 to the Celtics. And they, or excuse me, 36 to the Celtics. They lost by 10 to Charlotte. Um, they're now 21 and 46. They're still third from the bottom of the Eastern Conference, but uh, they're and they're one game ahead of Minnesota in the in the reverse standings, if you will. Um, but this is an Orlando team that's that's banged up a little bit. They don't seem all too interested in winning games. Um, you know, sir, I'm not saying the players, of course, but uh, Orlando's erring on the side of of not having guys play. So there's plenty, you know, Jonathan Isaac's been out all year. Obviously, Markel Fultz has been out a really long time, but you look at that injury list and includes some bigger names like a Terrence Ross and Otto Porter Jr., uh, Chumo Akiki, Michael Carter-Williams, James Ennis. Wendell Carter Jr. is questionable to play in this game with an eye injury, and he's uh, missed the last couple of games, questionable to play in this one. And uh, he missed the last two blowout losses, but played in their two victories. So obviously that's a big deal, whether or not he can play the former Bulls big man. Um, But I mean, Orlando at this point, it's, they're one of the league's worst offensive teams. I mean, they don't shoot the three ball well. They're uh, 27th in three point shooting percentage from deep They're They don't get to the free throw line very often. They're, they're bottom 10 in terms of free throw attempts per game, uh, free throw attempts per field goal attempt. Um, there's not a lot that they do great. They're okay defensively. They're they're not really okay. They're, they're better than the Timberwolves defensively. We'll put it that way. They're a good rebounding team. Um, of course, a lot of that stuff, you look back to when Vucevic was on the team, he's not there anymore. So those are areas where they've, and obviously Aaron Gordon. So there's guys that are gone now that were there earlier this season when they had designs on being a playoff team, but going back to the Jonathan Isaac injury in the bubble, this team was never set up to succeed this year. And they've been snake bit as much, um, well, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's been staked, but as much as the Timberwolves, but this year, starting with the Isaac injury and then needing to trade off some of these guys, the crazy injuries, they've had 28 guys play a minute or more, <laughs> I guess all more than a minute, but 28 guys appear in a game this season for the Orlando Magic. That's incredible. I mean, you go back to a couple of these Wolves seasons where they were around 20 guys and it seemed like, I mean, that seemed like a lot. I don't know what the record is, but 28 guys in one season for one team is crazy. Um, and and again, they're just really banged up. Some of the names coming off the bench for this team are are not. I mean, they just. I think they're only suiting up like nine or ten guys. They just don't have the 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 players. Um, obviously, rookie Cole Anthony. Remember, he beat the Timberwolves on that buzzer beater early this season. He's a huge part of what they do um, in terms of scoring because they just don't have that many guys that score. Um, he certainly had some efficiency issues as a rookie, but there's he's had his moments the buzzer beater being one of them against Minnesota. Um, but I mean, he can score. He's more of a volume guy and, and they're letting him do whatever he wants at this point. They just picked up Mo Wagner, um, who was released shortly after the trade deadline. Mo Bamba is still in their starting lineup. Gary Harris, the former nugget, uh, RJ Hampton is on this team and, and coming off the bench. So th- there really isn't, this team is not the same team that the Wolves saw early this season. It's just a very different roster between trades and injuries and all that stuff. Um, and Minnesota, as long as they play like they have played for the most part since D'Angelo Russell and uh, and Carlton Towns have both come back healthy. I mean, we're now looking at closer. I think the Wolves are now nine and nine, if I'm not mistaken, with both D'Lo and Cat in the lineup. But this is a game that Minnesota definitely should win. There's no question about it. A healthy, a relatively healthy Wolves team, even with no Jaden McDaniels and obviously still no Malik Beasley. This is a game Minnesota has no business losing against the tanking, injured, battered, thin Orlando Magic team. Uh, Steve Clifford, the head coach, was was out 
with a, a positive COVID-19 test for some time as well. So it's been a really rough season for Orlando um, and Minnesota is in their building now on Sunday night. This is the middle game of the road trip. The second night of the, uh, the, the Florida two-step, which is not a term, but um, that's what always, whenever the Wolves go to Florida, they play both Orlando and Miami. So this is the second leg of that. Um, and then they have one more stop on the road trip before heading home. They go to Detroit on Tuesday, another struggling team, and then a really tough homestand to finish the season with Denver, Boston, and Dallas. So we'll have a post-game pod that posts late this evening on Sunday uh, for Monday. And then uh, I'll be taking you through the rest of the final week of the Timberwolves season. It's crazy. We're here. Um, 72 game season wraps up at the end of this week. So uh, make sure if you're not already following the podcast that you do, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Google, hopefully the all new Odyssey app is where you're listening. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And then also on Apple, uh, once they get everything straightened out there, uh, be sure to follow. And if you enjoy the show, please review there. Um, That's where uh, those ratings interviews definitely go a long way on Apple. So um, that's all we have for today, though. Thanks for listening to the show. Of course, Locked On Wolves is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is all your local experts on all the biggest stories. You can uh, subscribe again anywhere, and uh, you can also follow on Twitter at Locked On T Wolves and also at B Beacon. That's B Beacon, two B's, two E's, C K E N. A reminder that today's show was brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you'll ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves Podcast. And we'll catch you next time.